Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel with Rockstar Millennial Podcast, and today we are so happy to have Miss Laura Keys with us. Welcome, Laura. Thank you very much, Katherine. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. You have such an interesting story. Well, uh, for the past 14 years, I have been portraying different women from history. I also lecture on a couple other historic topics. And um, I bring these historical stories to life. I have shared them with a large uh, variety of people um, from a number of different states. And now, thanks to the power of Zoom, from some other countries as well. So fun. And when you say portraying, um, there's so much more that (laughs) that you do. So I want to give our listeners a visual here. Um, what Laura does, and I was so enamored the first time I saw her do this, um, when she talks about portraying women in history, um, she's an actress, basically. And she dresses the part, the hair, the costuming, the everything, the jewelry, the mannerisms, everything is true to period for that woman and even the uh the language uh that you speak is the the language of the time and um so when i think when i saw you uh you were um elizabeth Cady stanton that's right yes that's right and you were talking about the women's suffrage movement but you weren't talking about it you were in it you were in the (laughs) middle of it and so Tell us, tell us about that. Yes, that presentation that I I did for you in the the uh, women's group um, that met in in March or earlier this year, mm-hmm. I was very I'm very proud of that presentation where I portray Elizabeth Cady Stanton. Um, to to jump back a, a little bit here. The presentations, uh, the portrayals that I do, I do put a huge amount of of research and just plain effort into them. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned, I I dress the part, and um, I not only uh, put the old fashioned dress on, I put all the appropriate old fashioned undergarments on as well, <laughs> so that yeah. the dress looks appropriate. Yes. Um, I also do a huge amount of research on um, the hair and the jewelry, as you mentioned, and Mm -hmm. also the language. Um, In the presentations that I write, I include, where possible, a lot of original source material, whether that's letters or journals or uh, sometimes contemporary uh, news articles, depending on the you know, the person that I'm portraying in the subject matter, mm-hmm. that is incredibly important um, on two different levels. First, 
the level to get me into the mindset of this person Mm -hmm. and also into the world that they inhabit. They are not, they do not inhabit a world in isolation. There is a whole world around them that they are, uh, that they are in interacting with when they were alive. And I try my best to understand that world because that helps me understand that person. Mm -hmm. And, then by using those words to convey their story to the audience, and you were such an audience when, yes. when we first met, that also emphasizes that this is someone from history. This person doesn't look like we do in the early 21st century. This person probably doesn't even talk like we do in the early 21st century. And that all of that emphasizes this is a voice from history. Right. And we were meeting during March, as you say, so it was National uh, Women's History Month. Um, mm-hmm. And there there were four different women's groups that were together uh, for your presentation. And I think we were all just dumbfounded uh, because it was as if we were back in the 1800s. I don't remember the year. Was it 1866 or 1848? Hey. It was 1866 that I am portraying Elizabeth Cady Stanton, yes. Yes, and uh, we were at a women's suffrage meeting, and you were (laughs) talking to uh, your girlfriends, as it were, (laughs) at that time, about, you know, the things they were living in and with in their lives, and you were living in and with, and how to overcome some of those things, how to change some of those things what you all needed to do together and mm-hmm. uh, kind of your, your vision for where this was going to go for women to be able to have a voice um, in their own homes, in their own marriages for their own mm-hmm. lives and let alone having a, you know, a, a career or education or any of that. And um, it was just, it, it it gave us such a great historical perspective uh, through a real life uh, voice, and you, know, you have a gift. Is, is I what I will say is you have a gift for uh, bringing history to life. Well, thank you, Catherine. I that is something that I I've definitely strive towards, and I continue. Uh, I I continue to do research. I don't just write a program and then just leave it on the shelf to gather dust. I I continue to um, not only learn more about the characters that I portray, but also just plain to learn more about history so that it helps me. um, I do try not to use the word teach because I'm not a teacher by by training, but it helps me share Mm -hmm. history with uh, so many people. Yes, and share it in such a vibrant way that it, it touches people's hearts and that they remember it. Um, and, and I know this is your, your side hustle. Tell, tell, <laughs> us too about, tell us about your day job. Yes, uh, my day job, my full-time job, is being the director of the Dunlap Public Library. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm very happy with that job. I just love being a librarian. And um, I, I love, once again, kind of sharing um, stories, uh, sharing resources, really, 
to a variety of different people, really anyone who, who walks in the door of my library. Mm-hmm. And so these two um, different passions of mine are actually quite similar. Yes. So how did, uh, Laura, tell us, how did you get started in, in the presentation side? Yeah. So in 2008, I was actually cast in a play. Um, I, I did a lot of community theater back in the day, mm-hmm. and I was cast in a play as Mrs. Lincoln. Oh. And I was very surprised to be cast because the play was actually set in 1875, um, 10 years after Abraham had died. And at the, in 1875, Mary Lincoln was, I believe, 56 years old. Hmm. And um, in 2008, I was actually not 56 years old. <laughs> um, so that, it, like I said, I was surprised to be cast. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Um, however, I was very pleased and I attacked that role with all of my newfound librarianship uh, (laughs) energy. And I did my research and I read so much about Mary Lincoln and the Lincoln family. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then uh, the, the cast was interviewed in a local paper and, and word kind of spread that I was doing my research and I was going to portray Mary Lincoln very accurately and, and things like that. And before the play closed, I had three different phone calls from three different public libraries asking me to come and give a talk and wear a dress and it'll be great. <laughs> be Mrs. Lincoln. Be it'll Mrs. be great. Lincoln. Yeah. And, and you- so of course I, I then had to stop and think about it and then write my own presentation because of course I couldn't just go do parts of the play you know Mm -hmm. that's that's not allowed um under copyright and so i had to i had to write my own Mm -hmm. short one woman play um and so that's that's really what i've i've done um since since 2008 i write these short they're they're just under an hour Mm -hmm. um short plays and um and so it was a lot of public libraries and then some schools, some museums um, have called me and and given me, uh, asked me to give presentations. And the phone just doesn't stop ringing, yeah. actually. Yes. <laughs> and so you talked about, you know, in 2008, uh, you called yourself a freshly minted librarian. You just, yes. you just gotten out of school. Um, mm-hmm. And so tell us, uh, th- this was phenomenal to me, how many programs you've done since 2008? Since 2008, I have done um, 758 different programs. Yeah. <laughs> and That's a lot. Um, I do portray six different women from history now, and I do also give lectures on historic topics using... Um, vintage photographs and other resources. Um, and those are topics that are not easy to tell through like a portrayal mm-hmm. um, as I did. They're, they're a topic of history that it's just, it's, it's easier to tell um, through a neutral third party. Um, so, so yeah, it's over 750. <laughs> Which is an awful lot. And, and again, keep yeah. in mind, this is your side hustle. 
It is. Yes. That's, that's correct. And you said, you know, how much you travel um, when we talk about um, having a, a nationwide interest. A lot of this for you is, is traveling nights and weekends um, to do this. And you have such a passion for it. Uh, and mm-hmm. that comes through. That comes through in your, your work. And even as we were, even after your presentation, as we were all talking to you, clamoring around, clamoring around and asking <laughs> questions, you were still in character. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> there's, this is deep. Yeah, there's a lot yes. of tears. Yeah. So yes. tell us, how do you manage all of that, Laura? You have your uh, day job, which is a big job um, with the library. And then you also have this side hustle which mm-hmm. involves a lot of research and writing and all kinds of different requests. And, and as you say, then you're writing like a one-person play, but then you're also doing all the costuming and wardrobing and getting all of that created, plus the travel. How do you manage all that and take care of you? Well, um, the biggest thing that I can say is that I am an extraordinarily organized person, Mm-hmm. Um, I, I realize that I'm, I'm a bit more organized than, than perhaps others. Uh, but that is something that one needs if mm-hmm. one is going to do a complicated, um, as you call it, side hustle, a complicated, <laughs> um, job, even mm-hmm. if this were someone's full-time job, you would still have to be extraordinarily organized. Mm-hmm. And that has worked for me. The other thing is I have a wonderful uh, supporting husband mm-hmm. who helps me a lot, who doesn't travel with me all the times because, of course, he has uh, a job, a full-time job of his own. Um, but he, he, when he is available, he does enjoy traveling with me mm-hmm. uh, to learn more. Sometimes it's a research trip, and sometimes it's just um, to assist me while I'm, while I'm actually giving a presentation. Yeah, and, and I... Uh, I would think getting dressed, some of the, <laughs> I mean, that was complicated, what you were wearing. And I thought, yes. you know what, this is why women of those periods had uh, dressers, because yes. you can't, you know, it was the Downton Abbey. It was even pre-Downton Abbey, some of it, I guess. Um, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing where you have all these layers of clothing and then to do, um, you know, to do the hair that way there. I mean, that's not a current style. (laughs) I mean, that took, that took time and the hat and the, yeah, Mm -hmm. just all, all the things. I've definitely found a few, um, a few instances where I, I do need assistance, but actually because I am not quite designing the costumes myself, but I'm choosing Mm -hmm. the, the uh, patterns and of course the fabric from which these costumes are constructed Mm -hmm. because I'm making those choices, I can say, okay, this costume needs to be able to uh, be put on and off by one person, a single person. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so, and so there have been times when uh, I, I work with uh, the seamstress. I do work with a couple different seamstresses Mm -hmm. and I say this, we have to make sure that I can get in and out of this by myself. And, um, and that's because I, 
I don't know if I'm going to have assistance. Yeah. Um, there, ha- there have been times that I've been, uh, you know, hosted at a location and then the host person can usually give me a little bit of assistance with the, the hard to reach buttons and such. Yeah. Um, and so I appreciate that. But every once in a while, it's a nope, there is no one. There is absolutely out. no one. I have to figure it out myself. Yeah. And tell us about the shoes. Those are oh. made. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm a shoe gal. And, uh, you know, that was another thing that I marveled at was the mm-hmm. shoes. And I thought, these all have to be made. These don't just exist somewhere. There and, are very few places that they do exist. Okay. But there are um, the place where I purchased two, uh, two of my uh, boots from our actually American Duchess. It's... it's um, it's a small company, okay. but uh, they do a pretty good trade on marketing their uh, shoes and boots for men or women to a variety of folks like me or mm-hmm. reenactors, reenactors or mm-hmm. museum workers of some kind, people who might work in a living history museum mm-hmm. and need appropriate footwear. And so I have purchased two sets of boots um, from them, American Duchess. And, um, yeah, but, but as you say, there are not very many places where right. either a dress or a set of shoes or a bonnet is just waiting there, hanging on a rack. Yeah. So you um, have all that made. A lot of yeah. preparation. Hence all the yes. lists, to-do lists, and yes, good on you. And so keeping yourself buoyed, what is it you do to revitalize that's a very good question, and I will admit that this is actually um, something that I'm I'm not terribly strong at. I don't I know that I don't do as much self care as mm-hmm. as I should, and so uh, something that keeps me going are um, being able to enjoy. Uh, sometimes it's just putting a uh, an television show especially a comedy i I usually look at you know uh sitcoms or something put that streaming on some streaming surface put that in the background while i'm doing something else for example all the ironing that i have to do for all these costumes (laughs) i do all the ironing and it takes a long time and uh and so putting something like that on it, it actually for me it helps make a chore that isn't necessarily an awful chore, but it's definitely time consuming. Right. And it just, it just helps make a chore like that a little bit more enjoyable. And I do the same with, um, with anything else um, that I have to do. Uh, before I, I moved down here to Peoria, I lived in a house that had quite a bit of um, backyard. I, I don't happen to have a large backyard here. And on the backyard of my previous house, my husband had rigged quite a lot of um, uh, laundry lines. And so I would air dry all of mm. my costumes on the line. Oh, boy. To, to just add that extra um, sense of authenticity. Yeah. And that would take a long time. But I would do, I would have something fun kind of on the periphery. And that helped me. Okay, good. Good, good planning there. And so I think we've talked about this or kind of talked around it. Um, living your purpose, um, 
Yeah. And you've, you've talked about you know, bringing history to life. Is that, would you say that's your purpose or, or how would you describe your purpose? I would describe my purpose as sharing these stories from history um, mm-hmm. in a, and, and one of the ways I do that is by bringing these, these uh, historic voices to life and sharing these stories, whether it's through the portrayals that I do or the lectures that I give, it's still keeping these stories from history alive. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's in some cases completely introducing them to a new set of people. Mm-hmm. And I do my best to um, encourage my audience when I, when I'm done with my presentation, encourage my audience to go learn more, um, go yes. to your local public library and learn more about this so that mm-hmm. you can, because there's no way that I've told you everything in just the hour that we've had to spend time together. There is no way. And so go learn more. That's something that I really love to do. And that is, that is my passion to encourage people to learn more and to teach them in my own small way. And about the hour that I have with people, um, teach them about something, some little pocket of history. Mm -hmm. I love that. Some little pocket of history. And we're, and you and I've talked about this uh, before, some of the influence you've had on um, children and and younger women. Uh, Tell us about how, how you've made a difference. Well, I know that I've made um, the difference for a, for a couple people Mm -hmm. and it's okay if I don't, if, if I never learn their names because I'm in a unique situation where I might be brought into a classroom or, or, you know, or a whole class, a whole, uh, uh, a whole grade or school might come and see my presentation and then I leave. Right. And the same might be said for um, me being brought into perhaps like a museum annual meeting or such like that. Mm-hmm. And I share this story. I, sh- I share someone else's story from history and then I leave and I'm not necessarily invited back. I'm okay with that because as I mentioned before, I, I encourage people to, to keep learning, but every once in a while in these last um, 14 years, I've gotten a message from the host location, or sometimes I get a message straight from an audience member through my Facebook page, and they tell me how much they've enjoyed it. Or um, in a few cases, I've been told that their daughter came because she really, really wanted to learn more about Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony. And so this, this, I think it was a fourth grader decided she's going to go be Susan B. Anthony for Halloween. Yeah. And I was told another young lady dressed up as Laura Ingalls Wilder for a school project. Mm-hmm. And I love hearing those stories. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't hear too many of them because of the nature of, of right. what I do, but it, it's just lovely when I do hear about them. Yeah. So, you know, you've touched those little girls. Uh, yeah. The Halloween yes. costume that we talked about, that was my favorite. I thought, oh, what an inspiration. You know, Indeed. You, yeah. You've made a difference in that little girl's life enough that she was going to be that person or and carry on kind of your legacy of educating and telling someone else about, you know, who I am, who I am today. 
Yeah. So, yeah. Wonderful. So um, we've talked about some of these things that you have uh, going on. What are some of your other special projects? Well, um, earlier this year, I was very happy to uh, put together a, a lecture about the female lighthouse keepers of America. Female this lighthouse is, keepers. I've never even heard of that. Oh, my. Yeah. There were hundreds and hundreds of, of women lighthouse keepers. And, uh, and just, just around America. I mean, not even going into plenty of other countries yeah. that have lighthouses. Um, it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And it was something that I did consider. I thought about, is it possible to do a portrayal of, of someone? And so I thought that I could do a portrayal of one of these uh, female lighthouse keepers. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I decided against it. Uh, I might change my mind yeah. in the future. But right now, I really enjoy sharing a variety of stories. And um, so there's, there's at least 20 different women that I mention in my presentation. Um, and I use uh, journal, diary entries, letters, and other uh, primary sources to put together this presentation, and I just love doing it because it's another little, as, as I said before, a little pocket of history yeah. that not a lot of people think about, and yet it's, I'm so proud of some of these women and what they went through was not only just horrific, the, the weather conditions yeah. that they encountered, and the horrible isolation that some of them encountered. And some women witnessed their uh, husbands uh, drowning or oh. falling from great heights. And then oh. they still had to get up uh, and, and uh, make sure that the lamp was lit. Mm-hmm. There was no taking a day off. Mm-hmm. And um, wonderful, wonderful stories about these women. And so that's something that I debuted earlier this year, and I'm very happy about that. And um, I've got a, a couple other ideas for programs in the future, but I'm going to let them gel a little bit more before <laughs> I before I put pen to paper. Well, we're going to have to have you back, that's for sure, because <laughs> there's always more in the works for Laura. So yes. Tell us what uh, what encouragement do you have for other millennials? The encouragement that I have is truly find a way to let your job, your your full time job, your uh, whether it's eight to five or whatever, that let your job be something that you love. Mm-hmm. I really, really encourage you to find a way to do that. Because if you settle for a job, that's just a job. And perhaps every morning you become discouraged because you have to go to your job and you're really waiting for when you get off of your job and then you can do your own fun thing. I understand that that's a reality for some people, but I'm, I'm truly encouraging you. Your life will be so much better if you find a way to get a job that you love. Mm-hmm. Your life, your whole rest of your life will be better. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you're an example of that. Um, you're just, <laughs> I have to admit I am. Yeah, you're surrounded by history. You love it. 
Uh, you love teaching um, and bringing history to life, and um, and you do all of that so very well, and uh, are an inspiration to many, Thank to, Thank to you, women, Catherine. yes, and to uh, I know all of your your visitors uh, as well. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your time with us today and your talents with so many. Uh, you, you have a gift, and, um, and I'm, I'm grateful that I got to be in the audience to, uh, to hear you the first time. That was wonderful. So you thank are you. Very, you are very welcome, Catherine. Good. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Don't miss a podcast. You can hear us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and rockstarmillennials.com. And until next time, talk soon. To share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rockstar millennial in your world, contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us. Contact Us.